Welcome, friends, to this week's edition of Truth to Power here on Forward Radio with me, Justin Mogg, volunteer hosting this week's program. And what we want to do this week is bring you some highlights from last weekend's uh, Louisville Maker Fair that took place at the University of Louisville campus, uh, sponsored by First Build and U of L and General Electric, and it is just an incredible collection of creatives and inventors and tinkerers of all kind. The Louisville Maker Fair is indeed the greatest show and tell on earth, and Forward Radio was so excited to be there representing making media that matters and uh, sharing the love of community radio and podcasting with people and hoping hoping maybe we got some people on board to help us out make great radio here on this volunteer-powered station. Uh, but we did some roving of the fair, and I wanted to bring you some of those highlights from our special live broadcast on September 10th. And with no further ado, I'll take you down to the UofL campus here on Truth to Power. And we are interrupting our regularly scheduled programming to bring you a special live broadcast today. We're going to take the power today here and bring you down to the University of Louisville's campus. We're really excited to be participating today in the Louisville Maker Fair. I believe it's the third one ever held here in Louisville. Maker Fairs are a global movement of creatives and makers and innovators of all kinds and come visit our booth here at forward radio we're here representing making community media that matters together but there are all kinds of makers here at today's maker fair my name is justin mogg i'm excited to be volunteering today with forward radio and bringing you some live coverage from the maker fair that is running until 6 p.m it kicked off at 10 a.m here at the University of Louisville's main campus in the Student Activity Center. All the uh, activities today through 6 o'clock are centered around the iconic clock tower at the Student Activity Center. You will find an incredible number of makers, all kinds of folks visiting today. This is a very family-friendly event. There's a great thing to do with the kids if you're looking for something to do today that'll uh, stimulate the minds of young people. Well, you're going to see all kinds of cool stuff here with robots and science and artists and glass blowing and so lots of opportunities to enjoy the maker fair today and uh when you're here stop by the forward radio booth we're up here in the main ballroom on the second floor of the student activities center and our uh, co-founder ruth newman is here staffing the booth uh really excited to greet you and tell you about what we do here at forward radio get you involved in the station but we're also partnering today with the League of Women Voters, and I'm excited to interview one of the representatives of the League of Women Voters. Tell us your name and what you do. Hi, my name's Roxanne Sturdivant, and I'm here today uh, teaching people how to register to vote. Ah. So you could register your family, your friends, your uh, church, any group that you can think of. Uh, I'll show you how to do that. I'll show you how to apply for an absentee ballot. If you're a college student, you might want to think about getting an absentee ballot instead of planning to go home to right. vote, especially if you live out of state. Right. That would be way more convenient. Uh, I know I did that when I was a college student. I registered to vote where I lived. That just makes sense, right? Uh, and and helping uh, change the political landscape. Uh, so I guess in a way you're here to help us make democracy better. Absolutely, absolutely. Those registrations have to be done by October 11th. So you've got about a month to get this done. 
and you can if you've got a cell phone or a computer you can do this from home you don't oh. have to come down here oh but so all you want to do is type in the words all all is one word go vote ky.com and that will take you to a website where you can do all this you can get an absentee ballot you can update your registration you know if you've moved since the last time you voted you want your registration to be accurate and you might just want to check to see that your registration is on file and active and somebody didn't accidentally remove you from the voting uh -huh. <laughs> So you can do that too at GoVoteKY.com. GoVoteKY.com. You can do this online, but if you have questions, maybe you can come on down to our booth here. The Forward Radio booth is sharing uh, with the League of Women Voters, who we've partnered with on many things to help make our democracy more vibrant and get people involved is civically involved knowledgeable about their candidates too the league does a lot of work to help people understand who their candidates are right we do candidate forums but of course we cannot endorse any individual candidate but we do have a, a whole string of candidate forums coming up oh can't tell you those off the top of my head i'm sure that if you went to l w v k y dot org you could get the list there League of Women Voters, LWVKY.org is the place to go to get connected with local candidate forums that are happening right here in Louisville. Uh, and you've even got information about amendments, not just candidates, right? Right. There are two amendments on the ballot. Constitutional. This, right. The, the changing the Kentucky Constitution. That is not an easy thing to do. It's not something we want to do lightly. Uh, the, the First Amendment allows the legislature to call itself into session whenever it wants to. So uh, that costs money, that costs the voters money. So at this point, it's the governor that ca would call the legislature into session. That's Amendment 1. Amendment 2 says that there is no constitutional right to choose an abortion in Kentucky. So if you vote yes for that, you're saying you have no right to choose. If you vote no, you're saying, no, I do have a right to choose to have an abortion in Kentucky. So it's an important amendment, an important choice. Yeah, I, th I thought that was up to the Supreme Court. I, I, this, this issue has really been in the news lately, and I don't know that everybody realizes that there is a, a vote, an opportunity for the citizens of Kentucky to actually vote on this issue coming up. Exactly, right. So it really is, what the Supreme Court did really bounced it to the states, and each state is making up its own mind right now. We've had Kansas already vote, and they voted no. They feel like women have a right to choose in, Can in Kansas. So uh, we'll see what the Kentucky voters think. It's important. It, if you only care about that, vote in the election. Um, you know, come and come and vote. It's important. November eighth is the day to vote. October eleventh is the day that you have to have your registration completed. And there'll be early voting again in Kentucky, right? That's standard practice now, not just a COVID thing. Yes, that's true. They're doing uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday before the election. And the elections are always on Tuesdays for some reason. But. I wish they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but, in the, you know, the day of the election, you can only vote between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. So if you those hours are not convenient for you, as they are not for most working people, 
uh, you want to vote early. And so come on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. And uh, I believe the hours are going to be 6 to 8 those days. Right. And normally, uh, I think it's 6 to 6 for the Tuesday general election that's happening in November. Uh, But what we're trying to get people aware of right now is that deadline to get yourself registered to vote. Again, it's October 11th. Exactly. And you can do it online at GoVoteKY.com, or you can do it right here at our booth at the Louisville Maker Fair. We'll be here at the booth through 6 p.m. today at the University of Louisville's main campus, right at the clock tower. We are in the Student Activity Center ballroom up on the second floor. Uh, And this is your chance to make a democracy that works for the people, that represents the people. Uh, We've heard so many stories about how our democracy is fractured and broken right now, right? Uh, And that can be dispiriting. But the voters are still the ones deciding, right? And it's it's still vital that we show up to vote, even though we have things like gerrymandering, right? Yeah, absolutely. More important to vote now than ever. And a lot of people may not know that if you have a son or daughter who will be 18 by November 8th, the day of the election, they can register to vote as long as they do it before October 11th and show up and vote this year. That's right. We're going to have new voters. We're always having new voters, right, as people age in to the voting populace and turn 18. Um, so getting registered to vote, you don't just do it once in life. You do it multiple times if you move, right? Move. That's right. <laughs> and if you're a new citizen to this country, oh, of course, you, you can register to vote. And, they, again, a new citizen can do that on the Internet at GoVoteKentucky.com. Is it just citizens? Maybe you know or not. I'm sorry to throw this question on you, but I've always wondered about, like, permanent residents and green card holders can they vote Uh, you must be a citizen okay okay all right so if you're a new citizen of the united states or if you're turning 18 by election day in november you need to get registered to vote now the deadline for that is october 11th you can do it at govoteky.com and then check out the league of women voters throughout the rest of the fall for their excellent candidate forums uh, do, you, do you publish a guide that uh, do you ask questions of candidates and you get responses back? I, I know you've done that in the past. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I don't know what we're doing okay. this year about that. I wish I could tell you okay. more about it, but uh, there will be forums and most of those are in the libraries. So, yeah. So check out the forums throughout the fall. Again, more information is on their website, lwvky.org, is it? Thank you. Okay. (laughs) And again, we're here at the Louisville Maker Fair today, interviewing all of the mini makers. We're just talking about making democracy better, but people are making things like rockets and robots. And there's even another booth here about podcasting. Uh, So I'm I'm looking forward to interviewing those people. Uh, Ruth, you've been here helping set up the booth today. Are you excited to be back out in the community or are you scared about COVID? (laughs) Yes. Well, you see, I'm wearing a mask. Yes, and I do feel a little bit uneasy yeah. being indoors with a lot of people circulating around. Yeah. But it's just part of being human, and I'm so happy to be here, and there's just so much going on at this fair. I'm just excited about it. You know, and this is a great week for us to be out in the community, too, because Give for Good Louisville is coming up on Thursday, and it's a great opportunity for us to remind people that this is your opportunity to support nonprofit organizations like Forward Radio on Thursday, all day long, 24 hours 
from midnight up until 11.59 p.m. We want you to go to FordRadio.org and click the banner at the top. It'll send you right to the page at GiveForGoodLouisville.org where we are hoping you will contribute some of your hard-earned funds to help keep us on the air. And the Community Foundation of Louisville is providing some matching funds, right, Ruth? (laughs) Yes, indeed. And in order to find that out, I think you have to go to the, what? Give for goodlouisville.org and find out what those matching funds are. Yeah. There's all kinds of really, really cool stuff going on. Yeah. So go there and find Forward Radio. I think um, I think we're one of the bulwarks right now of of democracy in in, in Louisville because we our whole point is engagement, empowerment of the people by the people. So the more that we can start exciting and inspiring other community members, the more that we can be what we are, what our vision and our and our values are all about in this country, and that and that's all about public interest. And this is radio in the public interest, something that we don't have enough of in this country. So I hope that you'll support Forward Radio, and we would love for people to come to our website forwardradio.org find out what kinds of programs we're airing see if they have any ideas that they might think of some things that they might want to talk about we have one time shows you can come on the air just one time and don't even have to have any technical skills we'll do all the technical so we'd love to have the community participate become radioactive get involved in our in our faltering democracy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you could come learn how to do an access hour or be a guest on a program right here at our booth in the Louisville Maker Fair today through 6 p.m. Come on out to the U of L's campus in the Student Activity Center up on the second floor ballroom is where you can find us through 6. And you can talk to wonderful volunteers like Ruth about how to get involved in making media together. Uh, but I just want to get back to Give for Good Louisville because one of the things I love about it, it speaks to a lot of what we do as a station. It's not just about raising money for us, but for supporting so many nonprofits in our community that Forward Radio supports throughout the year by giving them a microphone and by bringing together all these different organizations in our community in one station, right? That That's always been a vision of yours, Ruth, since the founding, right? Exactly. And you, you just spoke my, my, my passion right now because um, Good for Good is getting all of the people together to support and engage with all of the nonprofits that are servicing this community. But Forward Radio is trying to do that 24-7, not only on September 15th, but every single day of the week. And so we want to become an institution like a public forum because we don't have enough public forums anymore. We don't have town halls. And um, what we've got instead is a lot of um, shopping malls and a lot of um, social media. But here at Forward Radio, we not only have points of view from diverse communities, but we have people that can train you, that can train you in critical thinking, that can train you on how to be a citizen journalist and how to get your ideas out without being disrespectful like you see so often on social media and being just very thoughtful, respectful, and to the point what topic you want to talk about and sticking to it. So we're there to mentor and to coach and to help our citizens all become 
involved in this democracy that we so-called the so-called democracy that we have in, in our country today <laughs> no that's a great point ruth we are live broadcasting today from the louisville maker fair forward radio is here through 6 p.m at the uofl student activity center in the second floor ballroom but there are booths scattered all about around the clock tower here outside they've got glass blowing going on they've got rocketry uh they've got robots we've got i'm looking at bicycles right across the way and i'm really looking forward to wandering around the fair to interview some of the many participants today uh i'm hoping that my co-host brian barnes will join me soon i bet he's listening right now and struggling to get here but we hope to see you soon brian and we will interview some of these other many makers here uh, at uofl at the louisville maker fair today in its third year uh been on hold uh, last maker fair was pre-pandemic in in 2019 i remember it well also here at uofl but in a different location uh and it was a multi-day event i remember and and forward radio had a booth there as well and it was just so much fun wandering the fair and learning from all these creative and innovative people about what they do and how they do it and why they're so passionate about it and for me it really spoke to the the value of community radio is we put a megaphone in front of people's passions and let them share those passions with you the community to get more people involved and to build that community and to celebrate what is so great about a place like louisville with so many creative and interesting people right that's what we're all about here at forward radio and we're so great grateful to the organizers of the louisville maker fair for bringing these many creative people together and 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 letting us have a booth here too to share with you all um we are here through 6 p.m there are many different volunteers who are going to be staffing the booth ruth is here right now i see vincent gonzalez and michael t from community control now hey vincent how are you doing today I think I saw a robot dog here, man. It's pretty <laughs> no, fun. No, yeah. no, it's a cool, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. Good to see, man. It's, it's so good to see uh, Vincent and Michael. You know, I hear their voices on the radio all the time, and I just don't get to see them face-to-face enough. But this is great uh, to have you here. Uh, what is it you like to make? Oh, man. Try to make progressive change there in my you community. You know what I mean? That was kind of a softball line, but know, I'll, right? I'll take it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm open for business. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, yeah, we're, we, you know, we're trying to make some grassroots change on a local level because, you know, that's where most of the decisions are made in your everyday life, you know, yeah. is, you know, and understanding what's going on. And, you know, I feel like we're, we're in some form of like, uh, I don't want to call it necessarily a renaissance, but um, uh, it's cool to know what's going on civically. Um, you know, of course, you know, Trump and those guys, you know, you got to pay attention to them. They, they don't stop doing stuff, but uh, state, local level, and having an understanding of that. And that's cool to be a part of, like, lo- um, local grassroots radio where, yes. they're, like, people are studying these things and have something to say about them, in a, you know, in a progressive fashion. Like, we're not just sitting on what's going on now, you know. So, glad yeah. to be a part of the uh, Playtone Galaxy of Stars here. <laughs> You know, this might be a good opportunity to give folks a little preview of what's coming up. With you're going to do a breakfast yes, for community yes, yes. control now. I want to hear about that. Yeah, let's let's talk about it here. Yeah. Man, you're you're like a, a, a pitch man to kind of like <laughs> this is this is this is above your station, man. No, this is great, man. But uh, right now, but no, um, October 11th at the UU Church, we're having an event. This is uh, under the banner of Community Control. Now we're having a vegan breakfast teaching. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I'm a principal vegan. Been this way for a couple of years here and uh, just want to do in the same um, fashion of like grassroots organizing where um, all the persons in this town who are like 
working towards uh, you know a, a, a more a more progressive direction yeah. here. Um, you know, we don't you don't you don't get the platforms as as often as other folks. So um, we, we, I hope we can all have come together, do some like short teachings on. Um, what some of the work is and hopefully come to some uh some consensus and some solidarity you know that's a and you know good food doesn't hurt nobody so <laughs> that's you know, right. it's a full circle uh service here so um october 11th we're 11 a.m to 2 p.m we'll be in the multi-purpose room and uh yeah come check this out man i'll be i'll be on the uh the grill here so hope to uh I've been known to burn a couple of things, so like ho hopefully like, catch me on a good day here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's really interesting. We heard about October 11th. You know that's the deadline to get registered to vote? Oh, wow, man. <laughs> the, the, the hits keep coming here. Yeah, day. man. So, yeah, this is uh, October 11th. I mean, you know, because of uh, midterm elections, you know, going back to what I was saying, it's uh, it's, it's key and, and essential to pay attention to those because, you know, it, in the federal years, those kind of um, – you know, we get lost in the sauce, but right. the powers that be, they're making a lot of decisions on our behalf in a, in a representative uh, government. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like key in there. I mean, we are we going are we going to be registering people to vote there, man? Let's, hey, hey, Jiffy Lou, we'll be a full service <laughs> one stop shop here, man. We can do, it, do whatever we need to do, but um, no, it's good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully, you know, people can uh, key in. And uh, what's that? Uh, I think Booker's going up against. Uh, uh, Paul there, and uh, so that's a that's a nationwide race. A lot of you know the eyes of the, eyes the are country us, yeah. are checking out. Um, you know, statewide here, what's what's going on, yeah. and um, you know, it'd be good to show them that like, hey, we you know we got some folk here that are making some you know making some changes in a in a in a better direction here. So it's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah, everybody come out and see us here. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Vincent, community control now. It's it rose out of the Breonna Taylor protests, right? Yeah. This was a, a reaction to police violence and, and the people rising up and saying, we want control of the police because we don't trust yes. the way the police have been operated. But but I believe you are moving into more than just community control of policing, right? This yeah. is this is a broader movement for direct democracy, right? Absolutely, yeah. Just um, all the institutions that rule our lives. There you go. Um, you know, shoot the water system, <laughs> yes. electricity. You know, Utilities, I mean, every yeah. all the things. I, I had to um, I had to go back and do like civics education. Yes. About like I had to go to like the children's section of the library and look up. Okay, because I was out in the streets and I was saying things and I didn't necessarily know. You yeah. know, one to one what those things. You know, they're just platitudes or just you know sure. words that we say because you know it sounds cool in front of a microphone, but truly understanding like the uh the day-to-day -day decisions and the people who control the money you know we, we're, we're, we're political in the sense that like there's a pot of money and it's uh it's like a george carlin joke there's a big club and you ain't in it you know what i mean <laughs> but like, the people who control uh, these, these you know this this wealth of resources they're not going to clearly you look around for two seconds it's clearly not going to the people who are most aggrieved by these systems so you know we got something to say about that we're, we're charging that um, we find that to be monastic. That's that's uh, um, that's not the, the, the world we want to live in. You know what yeah. I mean? So like we we're, we're hoping to change that into a more progressive future here. Can you grab Michael T? I'd love to ask him a few questions too. Michael T, you are going to be producing a theatrical piece about Ida B. Wells. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. And you're looking for potential actors. Yeah, people on stage and off stage. Everybody doesn't have okay. to be an actor. Okay. And, uh, man, we need people to move some, you know, props or 
work on the door or hand out some flyers. So it's not all acting. Uh, but uh, yes, and that's tentatively scheduled for uh, April. And, and we're doing, we're doing uh, well, we don't have the locations okay. for that yet, but okay. we are doing a dramatic reading ah. on the 25th for the 11 o'clock worship service at UU Church. 25th of? September. September, coming up. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, and these are pieces that you've written or what? Yes. It's a play that um, it revolves around the life of Ida B. Wells, but I've set it in Louisville. Nice. Because in my research, I found out that... Um, She'd actually visited Louisville. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, Louisville, you know, had a movement in 1905, you know, small movement like a lot of cities. Uh, that was a period right after the defeat of Reconstruction. Ah, uh, yes. And many black leaders and would-be leaders like Ida B. Wells, they were looking at how do we resurrect this movement? Yeah, this is post-abolition. We're not struggling against slavery now. We're supposed to have citizenship rights. <laughs> but do we? All of that's being violated. <laughs> yes. We're basically almost in the same boat we were before. Yeah. So I imagine that there was this big convention being held here in Louisville. Wow. You know, since, you know, there had been, you know, some motion here before. And, you know, some of the prominent people in the movement, some fictitious characters I've <laughs> made up, um, are here in Louisville to plan how to resurrect this movement in the 20th century. Meanwhile, a renowned eugenicist who's a real person, this guy named Madison Grant, who, who Hitler, whose book called The Passing of the Great Race, Hitler considered to be his Bible. Oh. And it kind of speaks to, I mean, where did fascism really come from? Right. So kind of, you know, that's the antagonist. And uh, they're planning to disrupt this convention. Oh, wow. Grant and his boys. So you got some built-in drama right there. Yeah, <laughs> what I do. You know, yeah. That is so exciting. Uh, Michael T. Of course, making theater as well as radio, and uh, you can come talk to him today at the Louisville Maker Fair. I don't know if there's anybody else who's doing theater here, but there's all kinds of makers, and we will be here through 6 p.m. I'm seeing robots pass by. I'm seeing people on these, what do you call those, one-wheeled skateboardy things. <laughs> Unicycles, right? <laughs> we are going to interview today some of the many different makers who are here at the Louisville Maker Fair. You are listening to a special live broadcast here on Forward Radio 106.5 FM. We are coming to you live from the University of Louisville's campus. We're bringing you highlights today from the Louisville Maker Fair. It's free and open to the public. Started at 10 a.m. and it goes through 6 p.m. Today, all around the Student Activity Center and the iconic clock tower here at UofL, there are outdoor booths doing things like glass blowing and rocketry, and there are indoor booths like ours up here on the second floor of the Student Activity Center in the big new fancy new ballroom. It's a lovely space we've got in here uh, and we are you know good socially distanced if you're worried about that. Ruth was expressing some concerns about COVID. Certainly masks are encouraged and welcome uh, but there's also you know it's not too crowded. It's not cheek to jowl. This ain't the state fair 
Uh, but there are quite a few people here checking out some of the awesome makers who are out on the scene and doing interesting things. And uh, we want to bring you their voices today and share with you what they're doing. So if you can't make it out, just sit back and enjoy this live broadcast today. Uh, and we will also put a podcast version of this broadcast up on our feed at forwardradio.org uh, so you can tell your friends or catch the rest later. Uh, my name is Justin Mogg. I'm one of the many volunteers here at Forward Radio who makes this station happen. And we at our booth are encouraging you to come and make media that matters with us. That's why we're at a Maker Fair, because it takes volunteers doing the work uh, to get this thing going. And we can do a little uh, demo while you're at our booth. Uh, a little later on, we'll have a microphone and some recording equipment. Uh, and maybe we could get you to do a station ID for us. Wouldn't that be fun? You could record your own voice uh, and have it broadcast on our station at the top of the hour. We're a community radio station, and we want all of the voices in the community represented on our station and of course it's too much to expect that everybody's going to do a weekly program we don't need that but we could get your voice doing a station id and yeah if you are interested in doing a weekly program well now's a great time to come on down to the louisville maker fair and talk to us about that and how you do it uh we are excited to share with you uh how to get involved and make something with us um so, you know, this amazing event is put on uh, with the help of many volunteers. Any makers want to talk live on the radio here? <laughs> are you all volunteering with the Maker Fair? We are volunteering here at the Maker Fair. And you all are from First Build? We are. Tell us about First Build. It's a makerspace, right? Correct. So we're an innovation lab of GE Appliances, and it's also open makerspace for the community. So. Uh, we're open from 5 to 8 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays for anyone to come in, use the makerspace. Anyone? Do you have to pre-register or what? You can uh, reserve a tool on our website oh, wow. um, or you, we're open to walk-ins as well. Oh, wow. So I don't need to know how to use the tools? There'll be somebody there who can help me? Uh, so we're not really there to teach people how to use the tools. Uh, we have tools av available and there are tutorials for some tools, okay. uh, but then for other tools you can take classes. There's, you can register on our website, and there's classes you can learn to use some of the tools uh, in our back shop. And I can buy some basic materials there? We do. We do have materials there for sale. You can buy wood. We have scrap steel there. A lot of stuff that you could use to make stuff. Okay, so when you say tools, I'm a gardener. I think about, like, rakes and shovels and hose. But you're not talking about those kinds of tools. What are you talking about? No, we got, like, shop tools. We got table saw, all the woodworking tools, planer, joiner, miter saw then we have a metal shop area we have sheet metal tools press break wow. shears we have a water jet that's available for the community to use you have to pay for the garnet that you use and the time that you use okay but a water jet you can come there and use uh, wow. we have a whole metal shop with uh, welding equipment you can come wow. in and use yep uh, and then in our front maker space that's open 100 percent of the time we have hand tools drills uh, jigsaws stuff like that is there a 3D printer? There are. There are 3D printers there, too. Lasers as well. Yep, lasers? Two lasers. Wow. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> okay. You've got good liability insurance, I'm sure. Uh, so this is a is this a collaboration between GE and UofL? Is that how to think of it? Kind of. Yep. Uh, and GE is interested in this because they're interested in innovation? Correct. And can you see any, like, future GE products if I go to first build? 
You can. Yep. The Opal Nugget Ice Maker came out of GE. Oh, the yeah. The Forge Ice Press, the Paragon Induction Mat. Right now, uh, the Mellow Mushroom Grower is coming out of first build. Uh, and uh, Indoor Smoker that we recently just launched. Indoor Smoker. That's blowing my mind. Wow, that is so cool. All right. So uh, if people wanted to maybe learn more about the space, and you, you mentioned reserving tools, uh, where do they go online? Go to firstbuild.com. Is that spelled out F-I-R-S-T? B-U-I-L-D. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> and they're located right there at Floyd Street and Brandeis, right near us here at the Student Activity Center. Uh, so you all have helped make this Louisville Maker Fair happen. Is this the third year now? I believe so. Yeah. Third year. Yep. We took a big COVID break. <laughs> yep. And was First Build closed during COVID too? We were. Yeah. We were. Yes. Yep. So we're now we're back open. It's good, good to be back, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, do you have any idea how many makers there are here today? 50. Wow, we got 50 different makers? Uh, all kinds of I've seen robots. I've seen rocketry. Any, have you noticed a favorite one yet? Uh, I saw a robot dog walking around. That was pretty cool. <laughs> so wait, I could come on out to UofL and learn how to make a robot dog? I saw one walking around. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, the whole point of this is to just expose people to creative and innovative ideas, right? And get them involved in making all kinds of things like we here at Ford Radio make radio together. Uh, but we'd love to get you out uh, on UofL's campus. It's free and open to the public, right? That's correct. And there's food trucks. There are. <laughs> is there any entertainment or is it just the robot dogs? Uh, I saw some other robots walking around too. So Yeah. I remember last time in 2019 there were some musical performances. People were making music. I, I guess that's not a part of this year's. Yeah, I'm not sure about music, okay. but I know that Colin Sage, uh, the previous winner of Forged in Fire, is down there forging right now, making swords. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of danger, will there be a sword fight later? <laughs> I don't know about a sword fight, but he is hammering steel. Colin Sage, check him out on Instagram. All right, so I, can I talk to some of you guys, too? You seem to have a lot to say you want to add. No? Okay, all right, I'll just keep talking to you. Uh, tell me what people can see here at your booth. Describe for our listeners what's in front of us. So here at our first build booth, we have three sections, ideate, co-create, and make, and they kind of describe our the, the three steps in the process that we take uh, when designing new products. So coming up with oh. new ideas, co-creating with the community, and then actually making. Okay, so we're standing here at Co-Create. Tell me what I'm looking at. What are these things? So right here in the <laughs> Co-Create booth, a few of the things you're looking at. This is an early prototype of the indoor smoker. So that, oh, that product yeah. I was telling you about, the indoor smoker. Uh, so it originally started out as like a microwave-style shape, and through yeah. Co-Creation, we were able to refine our prototype and come up with something that people were more inclined to put in their kitchens. All right. And then I see uh, this has to make some amazing coffee, right? Yep. So that was a cold brew uh, cold brew machine that we co-created with the community as well. It was a passion project of one of our makers at First Build. And so this was one of the early stage prototypes. And my, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name yet. Steven. Steven's here. My friend, my co-host, Brian Barnes, has just joined us. Brian, what the heck is that thing we're looking at? That's a coffee maker. <laughs> They're all coffee makers. No question, no question whatsoever. Okay, no, I'm wrong. It's not a coffee maker. I mean, it looks futuristic. I can see though, like you lift it up and the, you put the coffee in there. No, it's a. What is it now? It's a ball crusher. <laughs> we can say that. Everybody, is that a liquid? I'm not sure you can 
say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a solid. So what you do, this is a heated ice press. Heated what? ice press? Yes. That was my second guess. It was not. <laughs> no, no, I was getting there. I was getting there. All right. So what you do is you take a solid billet of clear ice, and you put it in this thing, and it will press out all the extra ice so that when it's done, you end up with a perfect sphere of clear ice, just like this. And this is how you get the opals too? Is that a different thing? No, completely oh, unrelated. Completely, completely unrelated. Well, what do you do with this? You, you put it in the perfect drink. That's right. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this is for the bar. That's right. This is absolutely yeah. for your bar. Oh, 100%. I guess you can do whatever you want with it, technically. But yeah, put it people, slingshot? No, uh, that would be very dangerous. Okay, okay, all right. Most people definitely put this, you know, if you're drinking a high-end cocktail, a high-end drink, this yeah. is this is for that, that customer. Could you do it with, like, frozen Gatorade so you get some colored ones? That would probably be blasphemy, but you could. Okay. <laughs> is this thing hard to clean? Not at all. Super easy to clean. Well, because you, you only put water in it. That's right. That's yeah, right. Okay, all right. Basically, you're always cleaning. <laughs> wow. This is an item that every person needs to have in their home, right, Brian? Every restaurant, at least in Louisville, needs one of these. Yeah, definitely. Come and see the future of ice. Here at the first build booth in the. I didn't even know Ice had a future, and I show up, and it's like, whoa! Better than a coffee maker, by the way. Way better. Way better yeah. yeah, that's that's a good point about the ice not having a future given global climate change. Oh yeah, well, I mean, are we are we starting there? It's still it's still early here at first build. It's not even but new. There have to be a few a few technologies here that are addressing that problem. You're making a lot of assumptions, sir, that there'll be ice. Well, that's okay. Well, people are flocking around to see the future of ice. Uh, yeah, we'll let you do the thing. There are, there are many tables here at the first build booth. It's pretty exciting to see all these crazy things. I, it, These look like other versions of the, the ice maker, the perfect ice maker. It looks like 3D printed items uh, that you can make at the first build. Um, and, wow, the indoor smoker, I believe. That's what that is. That's not the prototype, but the eject pellets button wow i mean what can you do with these things it's pretty incredible um so over at the make side of the first build booth they have some of the basic elements from which you would construct these the future of ice for instance and these are the these are these are the kinds of things you can make at first build with the materials available you could certainly pick up a first build sticker while you're here and there is a giant wheel of fun uh, and someone is going to have to explain the multiple levels of fun. Hey, <laughs> good to see you. What's your name? I'm Tim Martin. Nice to meet you. Tim, good to see you. Uh, we are live broadcasting here on Forward Radio at the Louisville Maker Fair through 6 o'clock at the Student Activity Center. Uh, what is this triple wheel of fun? This is the idea wheel. The point of the idea wheel is to help us generate new ideas. So this outer layer has uh, all the different topics. Like dishwashing, indoor cooking, drink prep, smart cleaning. Forget we gotta explain everything. Yeah, no, people aren't looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> and then in here we've got, I guess, kind of age group, and then the Gen X, millennial. Okay. And then the third wheel, I can't read it right now. Suburban, urban, nomadic, and rural. Exactly. So the okay, idea so here is to spin this and then come up with a product. You want to help me with that? Well, Brian's going to spin. I, Brian is going to spin the wheel. Do I spin them all? I'll oh, spin them all. All like once? All three? Yeah, all right, just spin them all. Hey, I hope the cord doesn't get caught. Oh, we... That's the sound of ideas being generated. It is an idea-generating analog machine in this... 
technical day and age, one would think there would be an online app for this. Indoor cooking. Brian, did you know that you would be generating ideas about indoor cooking when you came today? I didn't know that, but I can imagine there are great products here, especially if, if ice is part of this. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The, okay. We have landed on indoor cooking, silent generation. I didn't even know that was a term, but it's the 1928 to 45 generation and rural. Okay, what the heck, Tim? What does that mean? Well, now we want to come up with a product uh, for this. That's our jiggler. It's okay. We could talk over the jiggler. Okay. So we want to come up with a product that does indoor cooking for the, for the silent generation that lives in a rural area. You mean like in their day, what would they have invented? Or today, what do we What would we invent? For, what do they need today? Okay, so we got to think about critical thinking for everyone, Brian. Yeah, right, we right. have to think about the people in the silent generation. If you were born in 1928 and you're alive in 2022, yeah. you've got some heavy needs. Yes, you do. And you're going to, and, and you're probably indoor cooking is going to be something that, uh, that would be an important thing to think about how to do it in the right way for these conditions. You don't want to burn yourself. And you can't just run out to Walmart to pick up another one of whatever because we're in a, a rural, well, maybe Walmart, but we can't run out ver to very many places because we're supposed to be in a rural setting. So, right, right. so yeah. I'm in the country, I might cook out on a grill, but I have to do, you I have to invent a product for. It's freezing outside. It's, it's winter. Good point. It's yeah, winter yeah. in the silent generation. Uh -huh, <laughs> and uh -huh. I've got to come up with some indoor cooking products. And it's easy for me to get cold at this point. Okay, so for me, I would think. Indoor cooking product for this kind of generation. I'm thinking something easy like microwave, right? Yeah, sure, but what do they want to cook? I think that's the first question that we should ask. What would people in the silent generation want to eat? Well, that's a good question. I mean, they'd want to eat, they'd want to eat the food they've been eating their whole lives, but much of it might have been food that was cooked by people around them if right. we're in this rural setting. Right. So it's difficult to replicate that stuff without a lot of effort. I'm thinking steak and potatoes. Steak and potatoes, <laughs> but then we do we have to. Sure, but how are you gonna make the steak inside? What's the uh, what's the invention there? How are we gonna? Yeah, I wouldn't want to make a steak in a microwave. I mean, Brian and I are vegan. We shouldn't be talking about steak. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I understand microwaves are bad for it. <laughs> no, I think, but, but we want to stay away from knives. If we have maybe right. older people, like okay. like very older people, open flames. Not because they can't use these things, because they might stumble or drop something or something like that. So you'd want to be thoughtful about those things as part of the process. Well, to me, this seems like the ideal application for 3D food printing. Yes, that's perfect. That's exactly what we were going for. <laughs> I knew you guys would get there. <laughs> Wait, well, no matter how you fast. spin it, you end up at 3D food printing, yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's rigged. It's completely rigged. <laughs> we're just trying to get people talking about our new 3D printing food, <laughs> food maker. Well, you're there. Go ahead. You've got the radio. Tell us about it. How many people are listening to this? We don't know. It's live on the air on 106.5 wow. FM and forwardradio.org. Let's say for sure tens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Could be thousands, probably dozens. Yeah. Well, you could use our new indoor smoker. I don't know if you guys... Oh, yeah, the indoor smoker. We saw the prototype and then the later version. Yeah, this is completely rigged so that you think about the indoor smoker. Do you, under, do you understand how the indoor smoker works? Yeah, I do. How, where's no the? One, no one told you about it. Where does the smoke they go? Showed it to us, but so then many we, smarter engineers. <laughs> but then we, but then we immediately got sidetracked by the, by the, uh, by perfect ice. Perfect ball. ice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. I think these two go together. By the way. Okay. So how does it work? Yeah. You've got the wood pellets. You heat them up. So generate some smoke. Okay. With electricity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. And then um, what you're gonna do then is you've got a catalyst that finishes the combustion of that smoke 
and just turns it into air and water, pretty much. So it's going to come out as just odorless and, um, well, actually not odorless, but... A really good not, odor, maybe. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. A good odor. Yeah, you're not going to be able to see it. Um, so, but I mean, I think about a and smoker. There's no carbon monoxide or anything. Yeah, so I mean, smokers it, sound dangerous inside, right? So this is innovating that. Yeah. So all of the smoke is getting pushed through this catalyst and then through a couple, uh, I think, carbon filters. So cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty safe. Okay. Um, and so you guys are working to make upscale meals at home, pretty much. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you got kind of. indoor I mean, smoker. You got the perfect ice cube. It just kind of depends on the day. I mean, we've got an artist paint washer, uh, paintbrush washer in the works right now. Okay. Uh, for Is that those pesky small? oil paints and stuff. Okay. Um, and then we've also got like an automated French press in the works. So okay. a lot of stuff going on. A lot okay. of stuff. Well, we're so happy that First Build exists as a space for people to create and to make. Uh, we want to remind people that they can make their own things at First Build and access these incredible tools that are hard to find that they probably don't want to own at home, right? Right, right. Uh, and materials. Yeah. Uh, got everything. Come on down, guys. It's a blast. It's at uh, Brandeis and Floyd Street right next to us here at the Student Activity Center. Uh, open throughout the week to the public. Uh, and you can access things you wouldn't get anywhere else. And so it's really special about the makerspace right here on campus. I'm so glad it's here. Thanks for letting us know about this wheel of creativity. What is it called? The wheel of... Uh, the idea wheel. The idea yeah. wheel. <laughs> All right, come on, spin the idea this wheel. The See these guys. Day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fantastic. <laughs> We're yeah, looking no, forward no, to it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, tell us about the washer. Oh, this is the artist paintbrush washer, and basically what it does is it saves artists time. They spend 10 minutes just cleaning their each brush by hand, and this can do it in 10 minutes, but it can do like 10 to 15 of them. So it keeps their brushes safe, and it cleans them up real nice. Brian, I want you to describe this object for our listeners. Okay, so we have a bowl that you might eat a dessert out of at home, <laughs> sitting on a pedestal that you might use to sit your French press on. It's just about French press size. It's got a little switch on it. And then above that, there's an arm that holds a disc, and the disc has places, I guess, for paintbrushes. And of the, different sizes. Of different sizes, and I'm. it isn't operational. It isn't being used right now, but I assume the paintbrushes are upside down and they sit in the bowl. And then this spins them is that what happens or oh the bowl spins yeah because it'd be caught on the arm i'm not an engineer but yeah so yeah it sounds like you are well, i'm i'm interested i'm engineering adjacent i'm interested there you go yeah yeah it's a it's a pretty cool product so what we do at first build is actually pretty interesting so we co-create with our our um people right so our community members and it's actually a very interesting place but you can actually walk right in there and use our tools um it's open to the community so anybody can walk in there build whatever they want to build we just charge them for the materials that they use if they use any um so we got laser cutters drills saws 3d printers you name it we got it right and then in the back we've got cnc mills um laser cutters water jets all that stuff so th that stuff's a little bit more advanced we can work with our community members so they can get back there too but do people need to make an appointment to come in and do work yeah so they can sign up at firstbuild.com and you can basically reserve some equipment if you need to or reserve time with us where we can give you an orientation to sort of like make sure you're safe in that space oh that's pretty cool that's pretty cool now this thing here has a lot of texture in the bottom i guess so you can uh easily uh, knock the oil off of the brushes. What else is interesting about this to you? Uh, so what I think is really interesting about it is that this is just a prototype that we made in like a couple hours, right? Oh, wow. But what, 
what it really does is it allows us to go and ask the community, is this something you want? So we, we made some videos, we threw them up on Facebook, on uh, you know, Facebook slash oil painting, Reddit, all that kind of stuff, and we say, hey, you know, I know you guys have this problem, I'm an oil painter myself, I hate having to clean my brushes, and it takes forever, it takes me an hour to do it, and it took me two hours to do the painting. Like, why am I gonna, it makes me not want to paint, right? So we took this video and we said, hey, you can clean your brushes a different way, this doesn't exist right now. Is this something you're interested in? And I got so many Facebook notifications of people just saying, where do I get it? I want really? it now, right? And so what that does for us is it helps us understand the customer to product fit, right? Like I want to make sure the market is actually there before I go and make something because it takes real engineering effort to actually make a product. So right now what we're doing is we're actually sending out ads to find out how much it costs us to find out, to to get somebody to give me their email, right? And that is a way that we rank our products to find out which ones are the ones people actually want versus the ones that eh, maybe there's just no fit for it. So right now what his laptop's on is actually on one of our most successful products, the indoor smoker. So you know, we keep hearing about the indoor smoker. Oh, the smoker's great, man. I mean, we had wings with it yesterday. It's fantastic. Really? really? So uh, you can smoke inside your house. It doesn't actually smoke out your house or anything like that. It cleans up all the smoke. Make sure there's no carbon monoxide coming out of the backside of it. And uh, you can make ribs just like you would make it in a Traeger or something like that for half the size. You can do it in an apartment. You don't have to have a backyard. You don't have to have um, all this space that a Traeger takes up or um, some other like DIY smokers would need. So it's a great product. I mean, you've got an automatic French press machine in front of you, cold brew machine. Uh, this is a failed product, actually. It's a it's a, um, a water boiler like speed upper. I don't know. <laughs> okay, if you're wondering what this water boiler yeah, speed upper sounds like, this looks like a hat from a science fiction movie. I was gonna say a with bomb. wires. Yeah, maybe a bomb. It's got <laughs> wires all over it. I guess it's got a lot of um, a lot of heat. Um, heating yeah, heating elements yes. that go down into the. I guess the water. So you put it in like your, you put it in your pot where you're like making spaghetti or something like that. You put it in your pot and it's gonna take you like 15 minutes to boil water, right? You drop this thing in there, and it's gonna boil real fast. Wow. Why is this a failed product? Yeah, it looks like a um, well, we couldn't really figure out how to keep it from lighting your house on fire uh but this is not hooked up right now i think what we did is we, we we sent that one out to the community too and we found out from the community that they don't mind waiting that extra seven to ten minutes all right well that's right. how we innovate so this demonstrates the three principles here the ideate we had this idea right we're gonna fast boil water then we co-create with the community and get the feedback right yep. and we decided not to make it <laughs> and then we didn't go to stage three right <laughs> Well, what a perfect story about the whole first build cycle of creation and making. Uh, I just want to remind listeners, you're tuned in a special live broadcast. If you were hoping to hear Overtones live right now, you're going to have to wait for a, a later broadcast of that program. We're bringing you this special live interviews from the Louisville Maker Fair, now through 6 p.m., right here in the Student Activity Center at UofL. Scattered all about the clock tower. There are indoor and outdoor booths. My name is Justin Mogg. I'm here with Brian Barnes, co-creating media that matters. Absolutely we are. Come on down and join us. It's for everyone. And thank you so much for telling us all about it. You got it. No problem, guys. All right. Let's rove and uh, meet some of these other makers. I'm going to go over here because I see one of my favorite things in the world, Brian. Can you see what I see? A bicycle. <laughs> nice looking bicycles. This one over here is absolutely huge with the tires. So, have you ever ridden one of these bicycles with the super wide tires? I think of them as snow bicycles, but people use them for off-roading too. Really? No, I never, I never have ridden one like that. I haven't either. They sound like tanks going down the road. I'm a little. 
<laughs> a little intimidated by that. I think the bicycle's supposed to be stealthy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I, I feel like I'm making too much noise. Um, we are at the Capital Bicycle Company's booth. Uh, uh, handmade bikes right here in Kentucky. I, <laughs> I do. I have a tandem recumbent bicycle that is custom made by Long Bikes in Colorado. Custom bikes better in your view? Is there a real advantage? Well, I am a big advocate of just regular bikes for everyday riding. But sure, if you have something special you want, some high performance or some special thing like a tandem recumbent, then yeah, then finding a, a custom maker makes some sense. But I would love to talk to them and find out more about uh, what what the reason for a custom bike is. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think that'll be interesting. Do you have a minute to talk to us live on air? What's your name? Peter. Hi, Peter. And you're from Capital Bicycles? I'm from Capital Bicycles, yeah. That's right. And handmade bikes in Kentucky? I didn't know about that. Yep. Yeah, we're based in London, um, Kentucky. Yeah, we've been there for five years. Really? And, uh, yeah, that's where we plow our trade. Wow. So why handmade bikes? Why would I want a special custom bicycle? What's the advantage? Well, the advantage is fit and comfort those are the two things that we dial around you know we like to make a bike that fits you um we like to make a bike that's comfortable to try and address any pain or sort of uh um, needs that you have that maybe the shortcomings on your existing bikes and of course we want to make it look good as well so paint is one of my specialities i like to make bikes that work and bikes that look good so if i want a bike that fits me do I have to go to London or do I send my measurements or how does this work? On my website you can download the page or you can have a look at, uh, there is a page you can go into that tells you how to take the measurements, you can then submit them and uh, what we do is we then take those measurements, we then compare it to the bike you're riding and we then, as I said before, try and address any fit or comfort uh, sort of situations or problems that you may have. Yeah, I was wondering, like Brian has some serious knee issues, right, that keeps him from riding? Well, I don't know if it's really the knee issues, but anyway, I do have those. <laughs> I do have some pain, there's no question. Would a, would a custom bike help with knee pain, maybe? Or? It may. It depends on, have you been fitted on a bike before? Oh, I mean, only just at the store to buy the bikes that are in the store. So, so often knee issues, are just a positioning system. If you, I can just say, if you drop your saddle just by half an inch or a quarter of an inch, and just maybe drop it little bit by little bit, that just might solve your issues. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, certainly a custom bike is... If you have existing problems, it's something we would have a look at. We'd look at the bike that you're riding. I would then look at the measurements, do a comparison, and maybe that would step, you know, sort of lead us in the right direction. And what kind of materials do you make these custom bicycles out of? Um, I work in aluminum, steel, stainless steel, and titanium. So there's a choice of four materials. And has the supply chain issue been a problem for you? A major headache. That's <laughs> a real problem. Yeah, we've had a few issues with tubes, but finishing components is where the real problem lies. Interesting. But you know, we work around it as best we can. You know, always on the right side of life. <laughs> well, and this whole fair is about creative problem solving, right? No doubt about that. Absolutely right. So I'm sure you want to meet your customers' needs however you can, and sometimes that means going to plan B, C, or D. I'm sure. Or E, or F, just depends, you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll certainly go the, the proverbial country mile. So you've got several different types of bicycles here. Do you want to describe what people can see if they come out to the Louisville Maker Fair today? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, I've got a frame in my frame jig just to give you a visualization of the manufacturing process that we go through. Yeah. Um, this is really a, just a comfort bike. I would call it a comfort road bike with a flat bar setup. We have a high-end racing bike with electronic shifting, a lot of carbon fiber on it. 
and then we have a fat bike which you would use uh, ideally for sort of cross-country mountain biking. Yeah. Have any of your bikes won a race? Yes. <laughs> Glad you asked. <laughs> Last year, um, the race across America, which they race coast to coast. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a customer in Cleveland, Ohio, Giovanni Prosperi, a fantastic rider. Um, he and his partner from Switzerland won the male pairs in their age category. The race across America, Brian. That's when you need a custom-made bike. Are you Are you thinking about doing it? I'm I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going to think a little more, but I would definitely come uh, to Capital Bicycles if I wanted if I wanted one. And by the way, these are absolutely beautiful. I mean, oh, you're not kidding about yeah. yeah about the, uh, the the painting acumen. I mean, yes. these are wonderfully uh, visually appealing bicycles. Everybody should give them a look. Yeah, yeah. Do you get to? I'm sure you get to choose your color, right? You do. You do. And, and some of them are multicolored. That's really beautiful. Um, so, are you a cyclist too? Do you ride your own custom bikes? What's your favorite? I do, but I don't ride it nearly as much as I. In fact, the fat bike over there—that's my favorite, that's and that's favorite. the bike I spend most of my time on. Yeah. Okay. My first exposure to these bikes was when I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, where we had real winter, unlike here in Kentucky. Um, but people don't just use them for snow and ice, right? No, not at all. You know, to me, it's the best all-round bike because you can literally ride it anywhere. You can ride it on the beach in snow, on the blacktop, cross country. And if you throw that into a lake, because of the size of the tires, it'll, it'll float. It'll float. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you, you, can't, you can't get rid of it and scan the insurance company my bike's gone. Because you yeah. can't find it. Is, the, is the, the one with the wide tires over here, what's it called? They're called fat bikes. Fat bikes. Yeah. For okay. Reasons, yeah. Okay. And fat would you, bike, yeah. is, is that kind of a bike good for commuting maybe? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a very stable bike. And I think, you know, that's the benefit of it. I say if you've got somebody who's a little bit scared on the narrower wheels, that's the perfect, perfect solution. You lose a little speed though, maybe? Not if you're strong enough. <laughs> Aha. It's a workout machine is what it is. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You do work a bit harder for every mile, yeah. but it's certainly, to me, it's just the most amazing bike to have. You know, so if I only ever had one bike. That would be my number one bike, yeah. So I've noticed one type of bike is all the rage these days, and I wonder if you make custom versions of it. I'm talking about the e-bike. I do. Um, in fact, I have the very first e-bike I'll be making later this year. Wow. But it's a high-end race bike. Um, we'll be hiding the battery in the down tube. It's a rear hub motor. So when you look at it, it'll look like a, a traditional bicycle. Wow. But it will have pedal-assist electronics here. Wow. So yeah, there's a there's an e-bike store on Bardstown Road here in Louisville, and I see that more and more of them are out on the streets these days. It seems to be lowering the bar for participation in cycling for people like Brian who maybe need a little bit of a motivation or have those knee issues. I'm more of a walker these days, but I'm, I'm still I'm still willing to give it a try, especially on a beautiful bike like one of these. And maybe and maybe if you hit the the electronics in the down tube, that's uh, yeah. a no, yeah. Can be done. Can be done. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here, Capital Bicycle Company. You'll be here through 6 p.m. here at the Louisville Maker Fair. Great to meet you. Likewise. Thank you so much, Jens. And that was just the first of three hours of live broadcasting that we did back on September 10th from the Louisville Maker Fair. You can learn more about it at louisville.makerfair.com, and that's fair with an E. But that's just the first of three parts, so we'll bring you more of this great live broadcast from the Louisville Maker Fair on a future Truth to Power. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you all very much for tuning in.